Welcome to a new episode of Free Talk. This is Aya. Come join the conversations. Remember, you can chat with us on our socials on Instagram at freetalk.ca, on Facebook at aya.shani.315, and you can also email us at freetalk.ca at gmail.com. Let's get into today's conversation. So today we are going to be talking about Squid Game. Yes. If you have not watched it yet, please go watch it, then listen to this. because, Or if you have no intention of watching it, we will tell you as much as we know. Because now that the whole world is watching this, we are allowed to have spoilers. So yes, you will be learning about the whole thing in this episode. So Squid Game... Uh, for now, it's season one, and it has nine episodes. It's a South Korean survival drama, and it, like I said, it's number one on Netflix. It is written and directed by Hwang Dong-hyuk, and I could say that the premise of this is there are people who are very desperate in life, and money can make people do some awful things. That's just the way it is. You're desperate enough for money. You are willing to sacrifice your life to get it. So there are, in this nine-episode world, there are 456 players that are playing children's game in order to win 45.6 billion won. There are many interesting characters, and I'm going to go through the main ones as quickly as possible so we could start talking about the episodes. So the main character is Sung Gi-hyun and he's a divorced chauffeur with a gambling issue. He lives with his mother and he struggles to support his daughter financially. So, but his daughter um, is obviously with the mom, the stepdad and their son. So he isn't able to communicate a lot with his child because he can't even help you know, Razor. Another character is Cho Sangwoo, and he's a former head of an investment team at a security company, and he was a classmate of Gi Hyun, and they, he studied at Seoul National University. The reason why this is very important is because that's one of the high-level schools in South Korea, so it means that he was very smart to get into that school. And he is wanted by the police for stealing money from his clients. And he has a lot of debt. He invested a lot by using his mom's shop and her house. There is also Huang Junho, who is a police officer who sneaks into the games because he wants to find his missing brother. There is Kang Sebyuk, who is a North Korean defector. And she needs money to pay off a broker so that she could get her parents across the border to South Korea and buy a house for her family. There is Oh Il-nam, who is an elderly man with a brain tumor. There is Jang Do-su, who is a gangster, and he needs the money because he has a lot of gambling debt, and he stole money from his boss and the people who worked under him. There is Ali Abdul, who is a migrant worker from Pakistan, and he needs the money to provide for his family, he just had a child with his wife and also his employer refuses to pay him for a while after he's been working. 
there is Han Minyuk, who is a special woman who is very loud. She knows how to manipulate people in order to get what she wants. And in the beginning, she said she's a single mom who hasn't named her child. That I'm still not sure if that was real, what she said, but we're going to keep it at that. There are some um, other characters that we kind of meet in between with their own story. There's Byung-gi, who is a doctor, and he is working with some of the um, staff within the games to traffic organs of the dead participants. There's Ji Young. She's a young woman who was released from prison because uh, she killed her abusive father. And there are many guest stars, but I want to talk about two specific guest stars, which is Gung Yu, who is the, I would say, the, the guy who basically gets everyone in to the games. And if you watch K-dramas. The recruiter? Yeah, the recruiter, thanks. And if you watch Korean dramas, he was in Coffee Prince and Goblin, which was very big in Korea. He's been in a lot of different uh, dramas and movies, but that's what he's known for. And Lee Byun-hun, who is the front man. And he, again, if you watch Korean dramas, you would see him in a lot of things. I know him from a drama called Iris, but he was also in a lot of American shows. I think the ones that are very significant is The Magnificent Seven and G.I. Joe, where he played Storm Shadow. So those are kind of a lot of the people that are in this show. Just tell me, what do you think about any of the characters? Which ones stood out to you? Which ones are your favorite? Well, in this show, a lot of characters, this stood out for me. I can say because it shows you a little bit of the reality of what is going on and what people are closing their eyes from. And I mean, you talk about the recruiter and the front man, the recruiter. I thought I was going to see him the rest of the, uh, the game, but I was very surprised that it, it's only just during the time of the recruitment. I'm yes, like, wait. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I know at the end it did make sense, but. But it makes sense, period, because <laughs> he's outside of the game. Remember, in the game, no one is really, other than the players, no one should be seen. You should not know what the guards look like, the front man looks like, even mm -hmm. the host looks like. So it made sense that since he is showing his face, that he is someone that recruits and then he yeah. disappears. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I, that's at the end, that's what I, I mean, as I said, at the end, that's why I understand why his face is shown to everybody else. I find that guy very attractive. I'm sorry for saying it, but I find him very, very attractive because he's so manly. And even one of the, uh, the YouTubers agree with me. <laughs> well, a he's lot like, of people, he, he is known <laughs> as a very handsome man, period. But in awesome. South Korea, a lot of people, you know, Put him as one of the best looking men he in south korea good looking man mm. and he is not only he's a good looking man but everything all his shows that he does has really he he he's a very just good actor if it was me definitely i would be the recruiter because there's no danger to nothing. oh my <laughs> word <laughs> yeah the characters that i really connected with and i really like is 
Kang Sebyuk, who uh, was a defector from North Korea. And in case people don't know their names and they know them by their number, she was number 67. And oh. it's because she was there for her family. She was there so that she could bring her family together any way possible. So she had a purpose and that's what I liked about her. And also as weird as it is, she didn't trust anybody and she was right to not trust anyone. But then when she needed to group with the other, other players, she did what she had to do. And she went with the people that she felt she could at least work with. But sometimes you feel like that, like there's, you can't trust people, especially in the setting that they were in. The next person that I really liked, and I'm sure most people like, is Ali Abdul. He is just, he's an amazing person. He showed us that from the first episode. So I was, it was really great to see that he was there. It was, it was also great to um, show the world that there are other people that speak Korean. I know that's a sidebar, but yeah, it was good that he can, you know, show people that, yes, you can learn another language and get involved with this kind of project if that is what you want to do and ali now that i need to say it his number was 199 and i'm so glad because i know i told you that i like the recruiter but i mean i'm saying that i like the recruiter if you're going to the company side but if you're going to the the player side i think probably i might probably be like ali I probably might be like Ali. Oh, you and mean which character you would be if you were a player? If I was uh -huh. a player, I would be more Ali. If I was in the company, the side that you don't want, you know, the guards and all of that, I would be the recruiter because it is easy. I don't have to go through with the harsh and those kind of things. <laughs> but <laughs> it's true because I'm just recruiting. I don't see what is what else, whatever is going on after that. But in a player, I will be probably, I did choose two people that my character was a little bit more closer to them, which would be more Ali was, was my number one person. And then after that was Sanji Yang, that's his name. He was more like also my player, but I mean, it is just Ali was, oh, I'm not going to tell you about that because we will see in the episode coming, but that was that guy. I mean, he could have really easily, you know, just be selfish, but he just trusts. He's just a heart. It's, he just like people. He just believe people. He just believe in humanity. And mm -hmm. sometimes, yeah, as you said, the girl that you chose. Oh, I like a, her character. Her character was opposite of Ali. Yeah. And he was opposite of her. Yeah. But those are the two that I like. Honestly, there is no character that I would choose to be. Because if we're talking reality here and I was in the game, I would be her. gone in the first episode. Because <laughs> as much as I would like to be, because yeah, because you're saying, because some people would say, I think I would, you know, be on the fourth game, the fifth game. You have to assess yourself. If mm -hmm. I saw that many people going right next to me, there is no way I could stand still. I would be trembling. So, yeah. I and it's funny for that game. I think the only I think I would 
survive that game. Why? The only thing is because when I see something like that, I freeze like a what? I freeze like popsicle because I guess my brain is trying to figure out what is going on. Why all these things? So most of the time, these kind of things will freeze me. But definitely there's a certain game I know I would have died right away. <laughs> and I can tell you which game I, can, I would have died right away. I would definitely not go to the end. That I can promise you that. Some all, games I'm like, are you kidding me? I'll be the first to die. <laughs> all in all, this drama, this series was took your emotions everywhere but it was actually fun to dive into even though it's really deadly so I did enjoy going through this drama now we will talk about each episode a little bit and what we thought and you know get into that so the first episode which shocked the world and said wait do I continue watching this is red light green light it is where we see the recruiter. And he's talking to Gi Hyun. And all the people that are desperate. Because that's the key factor. The only way you get people to enter a game like this is because they are desperate. So the first game they enter is red light green light with this humongous doll that well you know the game obviously what what the shock factor is is that when the people go there they're like we're going to play some games and whoever wins gets the money but the shock factor was that if you moved when she said red light you die And I'm so happy that you said the word, you died. <laughs> because, the thing, <laughs> because the thing is, as when I watched and I read a little bit about the game, and I know the game was saying that, okay, it's about equality and for everybody. It's quality and, you know, everybody equal, nobody is above anybody and everything is, you know, you know, everything is very, everybody know what is going on. But I think the game became equality after the second episode. Because the first episode, if you guys know, in the card, when they introduce the card, they, you know, the gold card to every single player, it has three symbols. And the beginning of the game, when everybody was in the dorm room, their god, everybody that was in the red suit and everything, if you guys didn't notice, they were all round. All round except one of them that was square. And remember, because he was the upper head, only him was allowed to talk. So the beginning, nobody know exactly what the game was. And nobody know what was the consequence because People think that, you know, it's a little bit, as they say, it's like Big Brother. When you get eliminated, you get sent home. That's what people were thinking. If they really wanted to be equality or equal and everybody think they should have present them first with the triangles because the triangles was the one who represent exactly 
what the game was. It's after they saw them and they knew how serious the game was. Yeah, but that was the point, wasn't it? It was to tell them this is a game for your last hope. Do you want to play? It's your but choice. They didn't know that they have they they were going to die. Well, of course not. If someone presented you with that, there's no way you're going to do it. That's why I feel that this was very intriguing because that first episode was the shock of the century. Now the second episode was Hell. Yeah. It was called Hell. And um that is where everyone felt the shock. They were just like, I can't believe over 200 people, more than half were killed because they moved. 187 to be precise. How many? 187. No, it was 200 and something. Because remember, there were 456 no, wait, was, and then 201 were left. 187 people that died was more than half. The thing that I, I really... Um, oh, I, I, I'm trying to choose words carefully because I don't want to say the thing I liked because I mean, come on, this is... But let's just go with that. The thing I, I, I liked about the second episode is the fact that they now, after the shock, got to choose... So when they did the voting, and then most people voted to end the games, because that's one of the rules, then they all got to go home. But obviously, this is only episode two, so we know something was going to happen. But at the same time, it shows you that even after you shock people, their choice will be their choice, depending on their circumstances. Because then they send them another card, and they say, meet us at this time if you want to get back into the game. Same rules, same everything. So now, anyone who went back in the game, they knew exactly what the consequences were. And that's why episode two was so important. But one of the sidebars, I'll say, uh, there were, I believe they said, like, you'll see it when you watch it, maybe 93% of everyone came back. The other percentage of people that did not return I presume, and I'm sure other people do, I presume they went and killed them. The only reason why I say that is because the money is accumulated by person. And if they decided to not keep the money, that money would go to the families of everyone who died. So the fact that the total in the end is the exact same as it would be if every single player was there, I will assume, even though I didn't see it, that those players that didn't return, they are no longer alive. When I saw the title called Hell, the beginning, because I didn't see the episode, so I, the beginning, I thought, okay, Hell does mean that all Hell will break loose. But then I realized the reason why they call it Hell is because those people who return back to the normal life think that the normal life is more Hell than playing the game. Imagine those people think that living in a society, the modern and normal society, it's more as a living hell than playing a game that you know that you have one chance of 100 or 456 to be dead. So the title, first of all, the title really did intrigue me a lot. And I did understand later on what is the meaning of it. And the second one also, which I did, um, also think about it was the guy that you were saying he was very very good at he was actually i call him the genius of 
the uh, of the game because he was the one who came up with the law for them to let them go to let them vote well he didn't come up with the law it's just that he but read he knew. read all the instructions and then he exactly. was able to bring it out yeah exactly Some... he was the one who was able to tell them look this is the instruction this is what it has to be and i was really the beginning when i saw i'm like oh my goodness there's somebody one person in all 456 that knows <laughs> but remember he's really yes, smart he went to seoul national university that's why i told you <laughs> he is he is that's why i call him the genius <laughs> so now episode three the man with the umbrella now jun ho who is the officer he snuck into the games when everyone was taken back and well, obviously we know why, because he really needs to find his brother. The players are teaming up with each other to make strategies so that, you know, they survive this game because they made a choice to come back. So now they're like, guys, we have to do this to win. So everyone's going into their own teams. One of the other things that happen is that Sebia goes into the vents because she's trying to figure out what the next game is, or at least what's happening there. And what they find out is that this game is the honeycomb game. About this game, a lot of people watch this series and they didn't understand what this game is. I think because I watched so many K-dramas, as soon as they said that it was the sugar and then they showed the mixing of it, I knew exactly what the game was. So it was interesting to hear other people saying, they had no idea. And I, I thought it was just something normal, but it's because if you watch K-dramas, you see they make a lot of that as a snack. So it's just a normal thing. And obviously one of the things, one of the things in this episode that made me very, very mad is obviously that Sang Woo knew exactly what the game was and did not share it with his friends. Because I knew what the honeycomb game was, I was like, oh, that's cool. He's going to tell all of them to pick the triangle because it is the easiest one to break. But being the strategic, manipulative, awful person he is, he says he has no idea what's going on. And I am so happy that you didn't know what that game was because when I heard that she went, she, when she was looking through the, uh, what you call, when she went up and finally see what they were mixing, the sugar and everything, I knew the game. I can't knew the game because we used to play almost the same, almost that game back in my country. So I kind of knew what was, I wasn't 100% sure if they were playing the same game in Korea, <laughs> But to me, I'm like, oh, we play that. We do this, this, this in our country. Again, as you said, as because the other player, he knew. And I knew he knew. What was it? Because the girl told him what she saw. And he put one and one together and knew what exactly. The and I really want to punch that TV because I was like, dude, you know what the game is. It's your team. Help them. And especially it is his friends that choose the wrong one. I'm like, how 
are you going to let him die? And we, I was with my head. I think that was, I didn't like the guy since the beginning until that point. That point, I was like, I don't like you anymore. Yep. Really? That was, that was the deciding factor. That's when I was like, you know what? I am no longer rooting for you. Yep. Yep. That was the, that was the episode that told me, no, I do not like him anymore because I, his face and everything, everything tells you he know what it is and he refuses to tell them each one of them and thank goodness the girl who do not trust nobody yes i love her yes of course she's smart she's looking read his face Mm -hmm. and she knew that he knew what game was it exactly exactly what he chose yeah and i Usually when you, that's why they say sometimes you can read people's face, you can read the answers. And that's one thing that I really did like about that girl is that she actually looked at him and she's like, you do know the answer. True. So whatever you go with it, I'll go with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now episode four stick to the team. In this episode, we find out that one of the players, the doctor, he is working with some of the staff to harvest organs to sell. And it is disgusting, but that is something that they're doing on the side. They have a whole operation. What also happens in this episode is that they make sure that there is not enough food for all the players so that this is this is not a official game, but it's kind of a side game. They must kill each other because they are angry. So that's what happens in the beginning of this. And the ending cliffhanger of this episode is tug of war. Yeah, when I saw that one, even me, I was like, okay. But if you give me an egg and an alcohol, a drink, definitely that is not going to kill me. It is for them to fight over the food, to kill each other. And I find that, and I knew right away when they give just that, I knew people were going to, you know, the tough one. It's always, it, it's what you call the nature, the predator. You have a predator, you have the strongest one. Well, what do they do? They will overcome or beat or kill the one who are not strong. And this game, it's a little bit like that. And this episode is mean that the strongest one is the one who's going to win. It was unhuman. That's me. That's one thing I found. It was unhuman. And knowing that humans are ready to do whatever it takes to survive. And I mean, whatever it takes. And in this episode, we see the violence and and humanity and you know anything humans are capable of doing true now episode five back from the cliffhanger of tug of war and it's called a fair world now we even though this series made us so tense we're also smart enough to understand the conclusion of the tug of war 
all the main characters are in one team. So despite the fact that the other team had only men, we knew what was going to happen. It was still tense, but we had to know how they were going to win. So Ilnam tells them a strategy to win the game of tug of war, which is great. They win. And then before, because of the outbreak of the previous uh, episode, they make a barricade while they were sleeping so they could protect each other, which was great. So Junho, the police officer, is he is infiltrating the games and he is put in the situation where they're harvesting organs because the, I guess, the guard that he takes his um, outfit, he is one of the people that was doing that. So he had to basically continue what he was doing. And he finds out information that he needed to at least start investigating on what's happening with his brother. And then the front man comes down from his, you know, room, his tower, to clean up after the situation that is getting out of hand. And then because he knows how many men are in the guards and which one is missing, he begins a manhunt for Juno, not knowing who he is, but that's what he's doing. And Junho, because of the information he got from one of the other men, he then breaks into the front man's office and finds out when the game started, and this is something that has happened for years, I believe it was 1987 or 88. 88. 88. And he sees all the winners, he sees the history of everything, and then he sees that his brother was the 2015 winner of the Squid Game. This game is actually merciless. It has no mercy. Because, what? Well, no, it's true, because if you do break the rule, you die. If you do go against anything, you die. If you do show your face, you die. Because in the game, you saw when one of the guys actually did one got a gun of one of the, uh, the guards and told one of the square to show his face. And remember the rule is like, you are not allowed to take off your mask. So, and when he had the gun pointing at him, so he showed his face, he took his mask off and he died. The, the front man came and killed him because in the rule, they're not allowed to show their face. No matter what, whoever threatening you, whoever saying anything, you're not allowed to show your face. And I know the game has been existed for so long, as you said, it did start it in 1988. And the reason why the game did start in 1988 is because of the Black Monday in October 19, 1987. In October 19, 1987, is because everything did collapse in the world. The economy and everything did collapse. And the only people were in the debt and they were desperate for money. And I'm sure anybody that go in the internet and search for 1987, Dow Jones, 1987, they know everything just went down shoot. So which it gave these people who are the most richest people advantage to do so many things that unfortunately and sadly, the government, they have made, they know a lot of politicians, 
they know a lot of people, they know the government, and to help the government to boost the economy, they exchange human life against money. They give the government money to take the criminals, the gamblers, those who are in debt, and people who kind of like for them, it nuisance to the society and kill them. And that is the reason why they started this game in 1988, is to actually eliminate a lot of people who they think is not worth in the society. And it's sad. I'm not saying that I, I'm agree with that. I'm not agree with that. It doesn't matter, they're criminal, whatever, you're not allowed to kill them. But that is, I know that is what started this game. And it's sad, very sad. Now, episode six, Ganbu. <laughs> episode six was probably the most traumatizing episode, <laughs> the most emotional episode because of the game, because of the tragedy, because of everything. But in this one, the players need to pair off to play the game. So when you are told to pair off, obviously you're going to align yourself with someone that will help you win the game because they don't tell you anything in advance. So you're just like, okay, I'm going to line up with my friend or with the person I've been talking to the most or anything like that. But then after they have paired off, after they have paired off, they realize that they're actually playing against each other. And that obviously turns the tables in a huge way. Just because I'm not going to really dive into it, Joe, if you want to go, but the tragedy was Ali's death, Ilnam's death, and there was one side character, we didn't really get to know him, but he was playing with his wife, and obviously one of them had to live. He lived, his wife died. So this this episode, when Ganbu really means like a friend that you can trust, was the most traumatizing episode because everyone who paired off, paired off with someone that they they thought, you know, they appreciated in some which way, shape or form, and one of them had to die. I think in all the nine episodes, this episode was the hardest episode, really. I, it was the most, this, you know, psychology reverse and the most hardest episode to watch. Because the beginning, even I remember when they was trying to say, you have to curl up with, you know, with somebody. And the beginning, I felt bad for the old man because I'm like, oh no, nobody want to choose him because he's fragile. So nobody want to choose him. So I felt bad for him. But as you said, when they finally were curl up and they told him the rule after that, I'm like, this is the episode that if you knew the rude advance, you would have choose your worst enemy. <laughs> because you exactly died. You just want your friend and you go against your worst enemy and just say if they die, you don't give up. Mm. But when we when I heard they said that whoever lose all the marbles died, my heart just Sang. Sangyeon have chose the old man because he loved the old man. 
and the one you know the one that I told you that I don't like him after after he did <laughs> Sang Wu Sang Wu has chose Ali because him and Ali was very good you know good body so he has chose him they were very very good friends and the two girls has chose themselves because they like each other so and again the husband and the wife has chose each other because they are couples of course they're not going to let each other go because they first of all they thought that you know you have to team up with somebody to win but not to go against them so the whole thing was messed up and when i heard that i was my i was crying because i knew somebody it doesn't matter which one somebody has to go ali was to me the one that made me cry the most because he was a very trustworthy he gave all his trust to that guy and i kind of knew that he was going to do that to not trying to be mean i knew that he was going to try to play him it's not a- mean i mean like i said from i forgot which episode again oh episode three when he did not inform them when he knew it's not that he kind of was thinking was that it was factual that he knew what he it would knew. be by seeing the shapes and knowing about the sugar from that yeah. episode okay right he away. is my enemy <laughs> so when he shook hands with ali i was like no not knowing that they were going to be against each other i was just like no ali go with somebody else this man is trash but that's what happened yeah, he, he went but again as i said ali was innocent he just trust well he trusted him because he didn't know what kind of person he was and okay ali- let me just tell you as much as i like ali he is not innocent his boss hands must tell you he's not innocent he shed blood too but the thing is he is very trusting and he is very faithful but you know he walks for his boss for six months with no payment no i know i I know it was unfair i would have i'm sorry i would never work for somebody for six months with no payment i know here's the thing he is right in feeling the way he feels but the punishment does not equate like no, he lost his hand. I, I, I still, he's not innocent. Like, I'm not going to go there. I, I do not want to be mean, but he, he needed to lose more than his hand. Um, well, I, that is, that is your feeling and that is your right. <laughs> I am saying no, that is not my feeling, but I just think Ali, yes, he, de- he didn't deserve what happened to him, uh, but we know that Sanu was bad. Yeah. I, like, yes, I know that, you know, he, he wanted good things for his family and he was trying to, you know, get money so that he can show off his, you know, degree and everything. But I'm sorry, that man proved that he is out for himself only. He is not pure evil, but it just tells you when he's put in a situation where he can gain, he will step on you to get yeah, where he needs to go. It's true. Episode seven, VIPs. 
So this episode, we get to meet the foreign VIPs who have been wagering on the games remotely from wherever they're from. And they have come to South Korea because they want to do the next rounds live. So they can bet, they can do all kind of foolery or whatever. Just a little side note. This happens a lot in Korean dramas. They would pick either, you know, Americans or European people to do kind of the foreign bit or the English bit. And I feel the same way as I feel with most K-dramas that do this. Bad acting, bad scripting. It is what it is, but we needed to get through it because we need to understand why this game is happening. So I get it, but that's my little sad part. Now, so the game for this episode was that they needed to cross a two-panel wide bridge and some panels were made of tempered glass and some were made of regular glass. On the tempered glass, it could hold two people, so you're good to go. The regular glass, you are falling to your death. And the conclusion of this episode was that only Gihyun, Sang-woo, and Sebyuk survived. But there was an explosion at the end to explode the rest of the panels. Okay. In this episode, I can tell you one thing, well, a couple of things, you know. <laughs> um, the first thing that I learned about the VIP, the showing of the VIP is I learned that the game does not only exist in, in South Korea because one of the VIP said the contestants South Korea are the best, which is me telling you it's not only South Korea, it exists other places, except that they think for every all the other countries or places that they have, you know, they experienced or they saw the contestants, the one in South Korea was the best because there was either a lot of people or either the game was like more, you know, you know, more active, more, you know, better. They have so much money that they're so bored that they are, they're ready to kill people for enjoyment. They're ready to do anything, sacrifice people for just enjoyment, to take people lives. And which I find it, that was very, very, I'm not going to say if it's bad or not. It is bad in one way, but at the same time, this is the real life. Even though we don't see it, it's kind of a little bit of real life. It's Which, bad in every way, but it happens. Yes, it happens. I call her the crazy girl. The, uh, the one who talks so loud, who always, who said, and you said that the one, she's ready to do anything, except as she said except the only thing that she is not able to do. <laughs> I loved what she did at the end. And that tells you she actually stick to whatever she said. And remember, she said to the gangster guy, the one with the tattoo, if you do betray me, I will kill you. And this episode showed that she kept her word. And she actually is the one who took him down. And I was like, oh, everybody, I think everybody that I knew was like, she sacrificed herself for, you know, 
we all know we didn't like that guy that much. And I'm not going to lie to it. I really didn't like that guy. But anyway, she actually kept her word. And she actually really eliminated that guy. And I was like, yay, she did a good thing. <laughs> okay, we're coming down to the last two episodes. Now, episode eight is called Front Man. So it starts off with Gihan, Sang-woo, and Sebyuk are given formal clothes to change into because they are the last three. But Sebyuk hides the fact that when the glass exploded in the last episode, one of the, a big piece of glass went through the side of her stomach. So she removes it. And remember, if, I'm not a doctor, if something stabs you, please go to the hospital and have them remove it. Because if you remove it, you're opening up uh, space for blood to just flow without, you know, being healed. But anyways, this is a, a specific situation. So they have dinner. It's all nice. It's all fancy. She's losing blood. Not good. After they finish eat dinner, each player is left with a steak knife. And then they, you know, could go back to the, the, the big room. I'll say that, the big room. So with the three of them there, regardless of who you want to say is the bad guy, obviously we know that Sangu is in a position to do whatever it takes to win. So naturally, Gihan goes to Sebyuk to say we should pair up and defeat Sangu. And then he sees that she's bleeding out and it looks like if, you know, she's going to get worse. So he goes to the door to ask them to come and get her. But when they open the door, he realizes after he turns around that Sang-woo stabbed her in her neck. Right? Yeah. Tragic. Yeah. <laughs> Tragic. Oh, it was supposed to happen. Well, but you know, everything has signs, but I just mean in this, as you're watching it, this is like, how could you do this? Obviously, we understand that he wants to win, so it makes sense, but that's what it is. But as you said, how could you do this? Because everybody that was watching this show anyway knew that she was going to die anyway. And as you said, you know, you're not a doctor, but we all knew when you pull her because I know I heard some people say, do not pull the glass out. And at the same time, she has to pull it out because either way, if she leaves it in, it is bad. It is going to affect her interior and destroy her interior and kill her anyway. And if you pull it, you're gonna bleed to die. So usually when this type of things happen, you have to be in a hospital. So they can close the wound. They can sole it out and stop the bleeding. And give but you blood. Because, yeah, but because they are in the island and they actually, the game is for somebody to die. Of course, we all knew that, you know, if she pulls it out, they're not gonna bring her to a hospital because they want her to die. And at the same time, they were left to almost the two last episode, which is main, someone has to die because at the end only two people has to go face face to face against each other so someone has to go 
So one of the things that happened in this episode as well is Jun Ho, who's the officer, he gathered as much information as he needed, and then he tried to escape the island. He did, and he found another island to stay on for the while, I guess, until he could contact the people at his job. And he is tracked down by the front man and some of the other workers, the other staff. And he is now at the edge of a ledge. Wasn't trying to rhyme there, but that's what it is. So obviously the front man tries to negotiate with him to say, come back with me to the island. And I think he was trying to recruit him or something. And when he refused, the front man finally reveals himself. And when Junho sees him, he is also shocked because it is none other than his brother, Inho, right? And he, he just can't believe that this is what happened. The funny thing is, for me personally, and maybe it's just that in some cases I'm quick, as soon as he went in the front man's office and started looking, and he put the flashlight. I'm like, they're not showing us the face. I said, I bet you it's the front man. I don't know why I came to that conclusion. And then in the end, that's what it is. But because he refused to, I guess, go with his brother, his brother shoots him in the shoulder, and then he falls off of the cliff into the sea. So just sidebar again, what I know about some shows is that if you don't see a death, it didn't necessarily happen. So we don't know. And I'm so happy you brought that because that show also gives you a lot of like a little bit of intrigue because you see the first time the what you call he, the front man, did see the face of the police officer. Because when he went down the bottom in the stairs, he opened the thing and he sees the face. So which me at the end, you know that he knew that it was his brother, but his brother did not know that it was him. It, the front man was his brother. So in when they get to that island where they have to shoot each other, and again, there is two shooting because before he revealed himself, the policeman, who, which was his brother, shot the front man in his shoulder with his gun. And at the end, or almost the end, the front man also shoots the shoulder of his brother. They could shoot the heart, but they did not shoot each other in the heart. They shot in the shoulder. And Another thing I realized is because he knew that it was his brother, because as I say, the front man saw the face of the police officer. So he knew right away that was his brother. So he, as you say, if you don't see the person dying, <laughs> means, <laughs> means season two. He's probably alive. <laughs> so when he was shooting his brother, you see his hands were shaken. The, if you see the gun, his hand was shaken because he really, and we asked a lot of people saying he did try everything to save him. It was a reason why he shot the shoulder instead of the heart. And the reason why he could have finished everything by just shooting in the head and everything, 
but by seeing your own brother, it's your family. Even though you have gave up everything, he still couldn't bring himself to really destroy him. So he shot his shoulder. The last episode, episode nine, one lucky day. And this is the last game, the actual squid game, which we kind of see and then it drops off because, you know, they decided to fight, which makes sense because it's like, this is the end of the line. One person is leaving here with the money. So just to conclude it, Gihan does defeat Sangwoo after he refuses to fight and he actually did not want to kill him. He didn't even want to finish the game. He just wanted it all to stop. But because Sangwoo knew where they were, what it was, he stabbed himself in the neck so that Gihyun can leave with the money and he asks his, ask his and he asks him to take care of his mother as well so she could be covered. Gihyun then returns to Seoul because you know they have to drop him off with a bank card full of the prize money. But when he goes to his home, he reaches there seeing that his mother died while he was gone. So then a year passes. And he has done nothing with the money. He continues living his life as he did before because he was so traumatized about the experience that he just went through. And then obviously we have to know how this is going to conclude. So he receives an invitation card from his Gambu and we know who his Gambu is. And this is the big reveal that everybody was shocked about, obviously. His Gambu is Il Nam, the old guy. And he invited him to come see him on his deathbed to then explain why he did this game. Why has this been happening? Because he didn't, he, he really considered him his friend. I mean, Ilnam considered Gihyun his friend. Obviously, Gihyun is not going to think the same way when he went there and found out what was going on because this is people's lives that they're playing with. The last episode for me did. It's like, it released a lot of questions in my brain because first of all, the last episode was the last game. Because if people do remember, he played a last game with him while he was in his deathbed. The reason why he did decide to create that game. And if we all knew there was a man sleeping on the road in the winter time, where everybody was passing around and nobody was, you know, helping the man. And he told Sangyan the reason why he created the game is because he had lost faith in humanity. Because humanity really are mean, are not really what he thought that they were. So that reason, we find out the reason why he created that game. And also we find out that he created the game in 1988. It's just because they were bored. It's, he invented, he invited a bunch of his rich friends to create the game in 1988 because they were bored. Okay, so some one of the things that I know that a lot of people did not recognize it is the song that used to play in the game. There's a song that used to play in the game. It's called the Blue Danube. And this song was created by Joanna Strauss. 
and it's a song that was used in uh, a movie in 2001. It's the movie called Space Odyssey. And it's a movie that shows or leak the future of humanity, that how really human will become stupid and pathetic because I'm not killing. That is really how the movie is. If you watch the movie Space Odyssey, it shows you how technology will make human beings become prophetic and dependent of technology. But technology will choose and do everything for mankind because humans are asleep, like slavery. And this song, they use this song in each game of Squid Game. Every beginning of the game, that song plays. And that song was indicated how much mankind, those characters were still asleep. That technology and everything and the rich people were enslaving them. That the main character dyed his, his hair red. In the beginning, he was wearing a blue hat, which means he was ignorant. He didn't know what was going on. But at the end, the reason why he dyed his red red is because he was awake and he knew exactly what it was going on in society. So that is the reason between the blue and the red. It's like stay ignorant or be awake. For joining us on this episode of Free Talk. We'd love to hear what you guys thought about our discussion today. Let us know what topics you'd like us to cover. So until the next episode, bye!